If you have any topic suggestions that you'd like to hear more about or questions that you're hoping that we could maybe address on a future podcast, you can click the Get in Touch box right on our website at ktsmoneymatters.com. And the Hardworking Woman's Guide to Money, available either on our website, KT's Money Matters, or on Amazon. Or of course, you can find our link in the show notes. Working with your investments, retirement, insurance, estate or tax planning, or just dealing with everyday expenses, your money matters. Let KT Thomas help you make the most of it. This is KT's Money Matters. Hey there, and welcome back. This is KT Thomas at KT's Money Matters, coming to you with your tips and quips and ideas about how to make money, grow money, save money, invest money, maybe even spend money. And, uh, you know, there's a lot going on in the world today. And there's a lot more noise than there was before I went on vacation. So a couple of weeks ago, I went on vacation and the world seemed pretty calm and the market seemed to be, you know, just going along and making new highs and, you know, enjoying the summer. And then all of a sudden, it all kind of fell apart. Now, what I'll say is it's a little bit of what's old is new again. So we're back to talking about trade wars. And so I thought I'd talk a little bit about what I think is the biggest similarity between military wars and trade wars. And sometimes it's because there is no clear winner. We're going to talk a little bit about what you should be thinking about next, how you might position yourself, and why this trade war could be called a draw. More when I come back after the break. Your host, KT Thomas, is the Director of Portfolio Services at New Day Solutions, a firm offering expertise in retirement planning with more than 25 years of experience, dedicated to high net worth individuals, families, and business owners. We work with you to have a coordinated approach for your comprehensive investment goals, providing concierge service for all generations from a team who can see things from your side of the table. Go to NewDaySolutions.com for more information. Hey, thanks for staying with me during the break. Do you know, I realized that this is the 100th show and I'm pretty excited about that. I'm starting to become kind of a, I don't know, veteran podcaster. Usually what happens by now is you either fish or cut bait. It's either working for you or you've given it up. But you know, I'm kind of a stubborn girl. And uh, this goes back to my roots of like work hard and just try to outwork everybody. So I've decided to continue on. So at my 100th podcast, I've looked a lot back over my other shows that I've done so far. And I found some things I really enjoy and some things that I hope that you enjoy. We're going to spend a little bit of time talking about that in a future episode. But what I'm looking for from my podcast listener audience is topic ideas that you might like to hear covered on a new show. You can give me those ideas by getting to ktsmoneymatters.com and then just sending me a little something that just says, boy, I'd really love to know more about XXX and could you put it in a future show? And I'll be happy to consider doing that. So let's get back to trade wars. You know, one of the things about trade wars is that it's really very much uncharted territory for America. We have been really in a global economic expansion really since the Clinton administration, and really have not looked to try to double down on the idea of getting our competitors and our trading partners to all kind of get on the same page. 
Now, there's a lot of people who believe that they don't work, which is kind of why people haven't tried them up until now. But frankly, somebody eventually had to come along and try it. And definitely our president has decided that he's going to give trade wars a try and see if he can't use it to reel in some of the inconsistencies in our trade agreements around the world. Now, history, written many years from now, will determine whether or not any of this was a fruitful endeavor. And I'm not here to talk about the politics of it as much as to say it's pretty important to understand how this might matter to you, you as a U.S. consumer, what you could do to help yourself do a little bit better and understand why it is this this could be a very long argument that we're getting into now. So one of the things I love about America is every four years we get to vote, we vote people in, we vote people out, we get to change our mind fairly frequently in a really organized way. Kind of like a little bit of organized chaos, but you get what I mean. As a result, what happens is whoever is running the country has a limited amount of time to make policy change that might matter over time. That is probably the biggest challenge to the trade war from the U.S. perspective, is that four years from now, or in 2020, frankly, we're right here, we're liable to invite new people to come to Congress and perhaps a new president who will come in and take the country in a completely different direction. From other countries' perspectives, like countries like China, who have the president who got a lifetime election, the reality is they can decide to just wait us out. And it does seem that that is what China is deciding to do. Last week, the president announced that they were going to add another 10% on $300 billion of goods coming into America. However, the difference between this one and all the other tariffs before this point is this is right to the consumer pocketbook. So this isn't steel that the car makers have to figure out how much of that they can absorb and how much they can pass over in the price of the next car you buy. This is actually on products and services that consumers will purchase. So we should see this as a one-to-one in terms of the rising cost of consumer goods and services in America that are imported. Our government believes that as a result of this, U.S. citizens will buy less of these products. China will pay tariffs to sell these products in the U.S. The U.S. will get more money from the tariffs and that U.S. consumers will just determine buy something else. But let's face it, those Chinese products are really cheap. And so what that really means for American consumers is the chances are good you'll buy less products, period. Now, all of this squeezing, you know, we keep hearing about how hard this is going to be on China. And people say to me, I don't really understand why China isn't really reacting stronger. And the reality is because they have a lifetime appointment. So after the president announced the new tariffs beginning in September, over the weekend, China responded. Now, China does not import as much from the United States, which, by the way, is kind of part of the problem. So it's not really like they can just put more expenses on tariffs. They have to find you know, other tricks, other financial tricks that might even the trading platform for China while they fight it out with the U.S. So the first thing they do is they say that state-owned companies in China will stop buying U.S. farm goods. We all know that soybeans have been a large part of this conversation, farm goods in general. And so this hits us right in the middle of the country during crop season. They've also decided to let the yuan, their currency, 
fall to where it lands compared to the dollar, which right now is a 7% decline from where the yuan was last week. Now, why do this? Well, a cheap currency allows China to become a better competitor to all other countries that they might trade with, while the U.S. has a lesser advantage around the world. So basically what they're looking to do when they let the yuan fall is make themselves more attractive to other countries that might buy goods and services from them, therefore increasing what they get from other countries to help offset what they don't get from the U.S. The other thing was they basically just told their people to suck it up. Things could get worse before they get better and that China ought to just get themselves ready for a long sustained adjustment. Okay, so let's compare that to the U.S. We already talked about this idea that, you know, Americans kind of like change pretty quickly. Monday morning, the U.S. stock market opened up down 400 points and finished the day down almost 800 points. Right away, U.S. investors began to react in a negative way by raising capital and taking some chips off the table. Because the U.S. is a capitalist system, we actually don't have the capacity to just tell everybody to, quote, suck it up. In fact, with the election season gearing up now, the most risky thing that we need to think about is that most investors and most voters vote with their purse. Now, you might say, well, we got those big tax cuts last year, and that saved me a lot of money. And I feel good. My statement's up. The economy's good. And here's what I'll say to you. The past fades quickly when it comes to financial security. Present volatility will outweigh previous growth and the satisfaction of previous growth. Now, I really think China knows this and knows that Trump is going to want to have to have some kind of an agreement in order to be able to get reelected, because let's face it, every candidate's primary job is to figure out how to get reelected or get the next big job. And seeing as you're president and there aren't really any big jobs beyond this, getting reelected is clearly his goal. One of the things the president has been trying to do is to get the Federal Reserve to ease money rates, which they did for the first time last week. However, if the Fed really wants to be supportive of the war on tariffs, they would need to do lots more. And frankly, it's not the Fed's mandate. So I'm not sure what they will do. And I'm not sure that anybody is sure what they will do. But let's talk about what you could do. What could you do to make sure that your personal economy rides out this perceived storm that could go on for a while? Even though we've had a small pullback in stocks, you should really take a look at your portfolio. Maybe trim some of the winners, take some money off the table. Now, I don't mean sell everything and put all your money in cash, but maybe a 5% or a 10% reduction in stocks might make sense. Number two, because the Fed has been reducing rates, this might be a great time to consider whether or not you should refinance. I did a little shopping around for current rates. I looked at uh, consumeradvocate.org a site that has interest rates from a variety of organizations to help you look at different mortgage rates that might be available. So right now, if your 30-year fixed rate mortgage is over 4.5%, you might want to consider a refinance. Today's quoted 30-year mortgage rate comes in at more like 4.375. Even better, you might want to consider shortening the duration of your mortgage in order to get a cheaper rate and an earlier payoff. So right now we could go to a 20-year mortgage rate. Bank of America had one 
at uh, 3.75 or a 15-year rate. By the way, a lot of banks had these at 3.25 to 3.5. So a great way to reduce the duration of your liabilities and to reduce the interest rate of your overall cost of your loan. Rates are cheap. This is a good time to think about that. Let's talk things that might go up in cost. Besides your everyday things like household goods and services, you really want to think about things like appliances. God, I can't believe I'm going to talk about washers and dryers, but I am. I'm going to talk about refrigerators too. Really what you want to think about is, do I need to make a purchase in the next six to 12 months in the major appliance area? Have I been putting off getting a dishwasher? Do I need one? Do I need a washer and dryer? Do I need a refrigerator? If I do, I probably want to think about doing them sooner rather than later. As we get to the end of the summer, you tend to get lots of free credit card, you know, 0% interest to buy now. It might be better off to buy a 2019 model versus waiting for a 2020 model, which should have, you know, an increase baked right into the price. And as I said, free financing is abundant in this area right now whether it's, you know, Home Depot or Lowe's or direct manufacturer. So take a look for free financing and look to make those appliance and major household item purchases sooner rather than later. If you're thinking about selling your house and downsizing, the real estate market has been starting to wan a little bit, right? It was really, really strong coming into this year. It's been pretty good this year, but not nearly as good as it was last year. We're starting to see a little bit of, you know, most of the people that are going to move have done those moves. So if one of your goals is to downsize, sell the bigger house and go into a smaller house, this could actually be a great time to do it. Not because you might need a loan. Maybe you are going to sell your house and have enough money from the old house to buy the new house, but that the people that might be interested in buying your house potentially will need financing and will benefit from the fact that rates are low. Last, during times of economic uncertainty, cash is king. I mean, after all, even Warren Buffett is raising record cash, currently at $122 billion in his Berkshire Hathaway fund. This is the man that coined, be fearful when others are greedy and be greedy when others are afraid. If he's not afraid to raise some cash, why should you be? Think about whether or not you have idle cash, whether or not there's enough cash in your investment account to provide you with a cushion. Make sure that you don't buy on every pullback like the one we had yesterday, thinking that, oh, this is it. It's going to go right back up from here because automatic rebounds are definitely not guaranteed. More importantly, you want to think about your own personal economy. Do I have a really good cash reserve to fall back on? Do I have three months? Do I have six months of my expenses? Am I paying interest on things that no longer make sense? If the economy slowed down and suddenly I wasn't doing as well financially, could I roll with it? Because financial setbacks happen. They happen everywhere, America and everywhere else. You don't want to act as if it can never happen here. Because the minute you believe it can never happen here, you know it can. Will they settle the trade wars? I don't know. It seems less and less likely as the year goes on that it will get settled. Or in the beginning of the year, I felt fairly confident that they would come up with an agreement. But now it seems like both sides have put big stakes in the ground. And so what that means for you as a consumer is you want to be a little bit more careful about what you choose to spend your money on in the short term. If you have a big 
renovation project that you're thinking about doing to your home that would require you to go get additional financing to do that now, you might want to wait. Why? Because the economy is still good. Contractors are getting all the money and then some. You're going to pay the maximum amount of cost for products because we're already seeing that come through in construction costs. And frankly, you might get that all a little cheaper next year or the year after. The trick here is to be flexible and pay attention. Pick your head up and look around and say, which way is the wind blowing? Right now, it seems like it's blowing from the east. So whether this trade war actually ends or just dies of exhaustion, you want to make sure that you're taking care of yourself. You want to think about, one, trimming some of your winners, maybe rebalancing to raise some cash, be a little bit more like Warren Buffett. Two, look at your financing and see whether or not you could benefit from the fact that rates are lower than they have been in the past. And you might be able to take advantage of both the interest rate and the duration. And then you want to think about your major purchases and be sure that you time them purposely. Remember, you'll do better on products already in the U.S. versus products coming to market in a year from now if these tariffs do in fact start in September. Meanwhile, I'm hoping that you enjoy the rest of the summer. Until we speak again. Thanks for listening to KT's Money Matters with KT Thomas. For more information, past episodes, and show notes, go to www.ktsmoneymatterspodcast.com. Make sure you subscribe and recommend it at iTunes, Overcast, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.